What's up, everybody? This is Presto. Corporal Nossage. And you are listening to episode 85 of the Nintendads podcast. Four years! Four years. This is our four-year anniversary episode. We are at, we are out of our terrible twos, but in my experience, that doesn't mean that we're safe. We're ready to go to kindergarten. Uh, yeah. Just about. <laughs> Sometimes our humor would, that lines up. That lines up. <laughs> um, yeah, this is our, this is our four-year anniversary episode. If you have been following us for a long time, take a shot. Uh, you know that our anniversary episodes, we usually like to reminisce about the past year uh this year has been absolutely stacked with ridiculous ridiculous amounts of good games tom what's up welcome in um this year has been stacked with crazy amounts of good games uh and we usually talk about some of the things we've done some of our favorite episodes but this episode is going to be pretty much exclusively dedicated to talking about all the games we played this year, all our favorites. We streamed a lot of different games this year. Um, and there were a lot of good ones. I know you guys played a lot. Happy birthday, Presto. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, I am I, a little bit older than four. The, the pictures, the faces just disappeared on Facebook. No. There we go. That darn, that darn Discord causing trouble as usual. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll talk about a lot of our, uh, a lot of our favorite games. Dare I say we will name a game of the year? Is it even possible this year? Like, there's so many games. Huh. But first, as always, Corporal, what are you drinking? Um, Black Raspberry LaCroix. Oh, you got me excited for a second. I was like, Black Raspberry, that sounds delicious, but it's it's just LaCroix. Happy birthday to you, the channel. Thank you, Tom. Shout out TS Villa. Everybody Tri listening. Tri Kingdom on the Twitch side says that you're an old ass. Speak up! <laughs> um, I am drinking. I finally tracked this down. Um, I've had them before, but there is a brewery called Urban Artifact. Let's see if I can get it in focus there. <clears throat> this episode is not sponsored. Sponsor us. Um, Urban Artifact is a brewery. I don't even know where they're out of. I think they're out of Pennsylvania. Um, but they basically specialize in fruit... And sour beers. Oh my god, they're out of Cincinnati. I didn't know that. Uh, them and Rheingeist are like two of my favorite. I guess I'm an Ohio beer fan. That sounds weird. Um, but yeah, Urban Artifact. They make sours. They make fruit beers. Really good stuff. This is the cranberry one that I'm having. Delicious, delicious things. Um, this is going to be a big old question. But Corporal, what are you playing recently because this whole this whole episode is basically going to be a giant version of this question what are we playing but what are you playing lately like in the last week or two um obviously mario wonder 
um, Stardew Valley because that's you're always what, playing Stardew Valley. That's yeah, that's what me and the missus do. Um, because this bright light is making me look like I'm a ghost. I need to, <laughs> Jesus. Hero, thank you for the shares, my friend. Welcome in. There we go. Okay, now I don't look like I'm dying. No, um, you still do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been uh, playing this newer game uh, called Bravery and Greed. Oh, 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 is it new? When did it come out? Uh, fairly it recently. Came out, it came out like a couple of months ago, I'm pretty sure. we we I beta tested it. Or not beta tested. It was a demo. It was a demo weekend, I think. Uh, so kind of a beta test. No initial release was November fifteenth of twenty twenty two, but I think that was the beta. Um, uh, and then it came a across all platforms and cross uh, not cross by but across all platforms like a couple week a uh, couple months ago. Oh, okay. Because I don't think us. it was a. I don't more. think it was available on the on the Twitch. Um on the Twitch. On the Switch. Wow. Uh so Bravery and Greed is kind of a side scroller esque. It's got some uh Diver Dave's deeper discovery for <laughs> TS Villa. That's right. I have been playing Diver Dave's game. Yo, I completely forgot about Diver Keeping Dave. Keeping us honest, chat. Keeping us yep. honest. Um, Bravery Greed. Uh, it's kind of like a side-scroller. There's four playable characters, and you can play online uh, with your four friends. First and foremost, sure. it is yeah. a roguelite. And each character has different skill sets, different attacks. Um and you can pick up different weapons, different gear, and different jewelry to upgrade your character. But yeah, it is a roguelike. So you fully die, then you restart. But your progression level saves, but you have to still start over from the beginning. Thus, the roguelike. Yes. Element. But it's a lot of fun. It is very fun, because uh, the reason why this episode is a week or two late is because... <laughs> Uh, Corporal was here in this very room, um, and we were actually playing this game in person, and I gotta say, this is a local co-op game. We we played, I think, did we do, we did it with three people, I think it was Yumi and Nick Yeti, had a couple runs, um, and it's very fun. I can't attest to how the online gameplay is, because we haven't tried it, maybe soon, maybe coming to a stream near you. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very fun. It's addictive. I enjoyed it. I, and Tri-Kingdom, you're right, sounds like the same shit was just a new game. Um, I, it does have a lot of the similar game elements as other games in its genre. It's just a new skin, but I enjoyed it. The card system in order to add difficulty or perks to your playthrough is interesting. Um, so you can collect and unlock different types of cards and you can choose which cards you want to activate depending on how difficult or how much assistance you want. Um, there are some cards like you can earn 30% more gold, but every enemy is two levels above you or, you know, whatever. 
Um, so like there's different things that are there. It's uh it's pretty interesting. I, I enjoy say it. It has a ton of new ideas. Like there's nothing that you can point to to just be like, this has never been done in a game before. But it's yeah. like a nice sampler platter of elements and concepts and mechanics from other roguelites that are kind of neatly packaged into one. Mm -hmm. Shay. I know Nick loves Rogue Legacy 2, and he said it reminded him of that. It reminded me of a little bit of uh, Dead Cells, because it's an action RPG. Um, so, hey, Kyle, what's up? It's been a while. Yeah, welcome in. We are celebrating our four-year anniversary by talking about all the games that we played and loved this year. And we're right at the top of the episode, so you got here just in time. Welcome. Um... What else was that your was that your conclusion? What have you been playing? Oh boy! Um, well, I've been playing a little Mario Wonder, a little less Mario Wonder, um, mm. honestly, a little less than usual. Um, I have been playing. Shout out to Nick Yeti uh, because I've been playing this um, this week. Uh, actually, before I get to that, I did play the finals. I've been I've played a little bit of the finals last week. Which is fun. It's a battle royale. It's a first-person shooter. Extremely sweaty, um, but fully collapsible or fully destructible environments. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Um, it's in beta. They're still in doing a beta playtest, so it's not fully launched yet. Um, but it's pretty fun. It's worth the try if you like battle royales, which I don't. Um, but I still had fun with it. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, Risk of Rain Returns. Thanks to Mr. Nick Yeti. Got it for me for my birthday. Uh, I, think it's like, I think it's like 14 bucks on the Steam store right now. Because it just came out yesterday on my birthday. So I had to get it. Um, and it is a remake, remaster. There's some extra bells and whistles and balance changes and things. From the original Risk of Rain. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller, roguelike. Um, it's hard. It's challenging. <laughs> um, but you get your survivors, you get all different abilities, you get game modifiers. Um, <clears throat> it's very fun. Corporal, I do think you would like it a lot. Oh, if, really? Okay. If you get it, get it on PC, because it's not cross-play. <laughs> Nothing is oh, cross-play. Okay. I would say get it on Switch because it would be an excellent game to play on Switch, especially on handheld. But me and Nick Yeti have it on PC. Um, and we actually might play a little bit of it after uh, this episode. I miss your Monster Hunter videos. Play Crash Bandicoot and PlayStation 1. It's fun. Hey, Hero! Happy belated birthday, Presto. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, so Risk of Rain Returns is super fun. Um, and today earlier today so i've had very 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 like sliver like maybe half an hour of hands-on uh with nickelodeon all-star <clears throat> brawl 2 thank you game mill for hooking me up uh you can take the presto out of smash but you can't take the smash out of presto i guess um so this is the sequel to the previously launched uh nickelodeon all-star brawl which i played i hyped up and was ultimately a little disappointed in um this is the new version 
and I requested a review copy because hey, hey, Craig, thank you for liking the stream on Facebook. Um, it's been getting really good reviews. It got a nine out of ten from IGN. Um, they had a bigger budget and have voice actors this time. They rebalanced and redid all the characters. Um, the they added full crossplay between all platforms except the Switch for now, which I'll get into in a second. Um, and the netcode is actually good this time around. They promoted great rollback netcode the first time, and that was not really true. Um, but this time, I haven't tried it online yet. Like I said, I'm just sort of learning the controls again. Um, so far, it's got a good level of polish. Uh, we will, I will definitely be talking about that in a full review either in a standalone episode or a standalone video or in an upcoming episode. But from what I've seen so far, it has depth, if nothing else. It seems a little bit slower and a little bit more intentional than the first one. Um, but every character seems to have their own unique mechanic. Uh, so, are all, so my first question is, are all of the original playable characters from the first game available in the second game? No. Ew. But there's a bigger, the starting roster is bigger than the first game. Whatever. So like, there's no, there's no Oblina. Um, there's uh, no. So I already see Craig in chat saying so wrong. And then saying somebody wants to smash you because you said talk, taking the smash out of it. Um, I, regardless of the ro the roster and the characters and all this other stuff, like we, we can dig into review. But if, if my big thing that I would take away is the first game was fun but flawed. Yes, I think that's a good accurate. I also think that the first game had a strong nostalgia factor, but was a bad execution of a concept that is already well done. Uh, we can debate that uh, on Nintendo. So my question is, do you think that they have fixed themselves? I can't say for sure, but from what I've heard, they have addressed every complaint that was in the first game. The first game's main complaints were that the online was bad, which apparently they've fixed. I don't know yet. Um, there was no voice acting. was a weirdly major complaint. Um, the, every every character is fully voiced you, most of the time by their original voice actor. So SpongeBob has SpongeBob voice lines by the SpongeBob voice actor. So uh, while I agree with you, the voice actor thing was an odd complaint, mm -hmm. I think the reason why it was a complaint that got so much weight is because a lot of these characters are long-time nostalgia child boost for yeah. a lot of these players. So it, it would be great to be able to rehear those people again. Yeah. So I, I understand the complaint. But I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. Go on. Um, the the movesets, I remember a week into the game, it was uh, me. I was playing me and uh, our friend Chris, a.k.a. Foe. And it was him trying to do cat dogs like two moves versus me, Oblina, trying to do Oblina's two moves. And if you went online, you just got mashed out by uh, Aang, the avatar, doing his. So it was like the, every character had like a very similar 
plan of attack and it was yep. really simple and really fast and really frustrating to play against if once you knew how to do it um and so the, apparently they fixed that because the move sets are reworked from the ground up it's more balanced there's more nuance there's more depth they added a slime meter which is probably the most interesting part mechanically so every, also the most nostalgic yes the nickelodeon slime um so you have a slime meter that builds up over time and you can use it defensively so if you get launched and you have enough slime meter you can stop your momentum and save yourself you can use it offensively so you can use it to power up your moves and if you save it all the way you get like a super like almost like an ultimate smash attack from smash brothers but it's not like slime is a very precious resource you can also use it to cancel out of any move so if you're doing a big move and you want to hit and then combo into it you can use some of your slime meter to cancel that and continue a combo um so it's interesting i have no idea how to use it yet i've just seen some videos on it but so the moves the online the voice acting and the overall sort of polish single player content there's an arcade mode there's like a, a roguelite story mode that you can do that's arcade mode um so uh, on the surface it looks like everything has been addressed crossplay is i'm a sorry huge i thing. I will refuse to allow any type of story mode added to this style of game unless I get a true, actual story from it. No, I'll, I won't say I won't say story mode. It's got an arcade mode. It's got a single player arcade uh, mode, similar. To I Smash. want I want SpongeBob to be under the sea, hanging out with Patrick, and then all of a sudden sucked into a vortex, and somebody is like, "I think it is. Oh. I think that's pretty much it." <laughs> you played it. You sound no. like you're you're peeking at the script here. <laughs> well, Sam, we'll see. Welcome in, Mister Mister Six Foot Squirrel himself. Mister Six Feet Squirrel. Um, welcome. So I will definitely be streaming this next week. Um, I will definitely be reviewing it in the coming weeks. Um. Ooh, Kyle is an interesting question. Uh, may I ask if you guys still play Monster Hunter? Uh, oh, Freedom Unite. I've been grinding White Fatales for a while. No, the only Monster Hunter I play is Rise and Sunbreak. I have World. I've tried really, really, really hard to like World, and I will probably play through it at some point. But I haven't played any other Monster Hunters, believe it or not. Try Kingdom now. Tri Kingdom is pointing out that you can now play Omni Man in Mortal Kombat One. I know. And guess who watched maybe ten minutes of the first episode <laughs> before I fell asleep? We tried Sorry. so hard to get Corporal to watch Invincible, and he was so deep into sleep. Every five minutes, I would wake <laughs> him up and I go, "Wait, wait, wait! You're missing it! You're missing it! You're missing it!" Um. Yeah. If there's mm -hmm. Oh, I'm I'm still so tempted to get Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> Tri Kingdom says that that show is great, so I I, I guess it I, is. I, 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 I watched it. the first episode of the new season, and I'm chomping at the bit for episode two uh, in season. I guess two. I need to watch it. It's so good, Corporal Dag Nabbit. It's very gory for a cartoon, though. I will say. I mean, have you been? Have you watched The Boys on Amazon Prime? It is. It is an animated version of The Boys, basically. I mean, I'm fine with that. It's great. Okay, so that's what I've been playing. 
anything else I've been playing? No, that's pretty much it. Um, so onward, let's talk about our most, maybe not most played games, but the, the there were a lot of games that came out this year. That's been yeah. the theme of like half of our episodes this year is we're just drowning in good games. Um, our poor, poor backlogs. Um, so we're going to run through, I assembled this list that was basically every game that we have streamed. Uh, I, there may have been one or two random ones here and there that didn't make this list. But this is going to have all the big, big heavy hitters from this year that you would expect. Some not so big heavy hitters that I, that me or Corporal think deserve to be on this list. Um, we're just going to run through them. So number one, we're going to get it out of the way early. Mario Wonder. It's, it's sort of the biggest game that has released recently. What are you, what are your thoughts on Mario Wonder? This is still, this is still a fresh impression we haven't done a review or anything we haven't even talked we haven't talked about this in an episode since the game has come out tri kingdom says i should come over and watch it on the massive new tv that takes up his entire wall that sounds like fun you should <laughs> that that sounds like a good night um i'm probably gonna take you up on that offer because i think that would be fun uh I want to say off the bat that this is the Nintendo Dads. I'm honestly kind of disappointed. Oh, yeah? I think the game is good. I think there's a lot of new things. But I don't think the game hooks me. I, I don't... I get that. Don't, I don't feel super challenged other than that one stupid musical. Well, how far are you in the game? That's besides the point. I don't feel super challenged. Um, and I, I don't feel hooked. I probably should play it more, and the completionist in me most certainly will. Um, but it is turned into the game that, like... I'll play with Lady Sage or Sushi Cat while I'm hanging out at home. Actually, Little Red is coming uh, back to the house this weekend, and that'll probably be a good amount of what we do. Uh, so there'll be some couch co-op going on. Um, but I, I, I'm not, like, drawn to it. Yeah, I get that. I call it the itch. There's, there's certain games that you play that give you the itch and the itch is that that urge to play it right mm -hmm. when you're not playing it you're thinking about playing it you're thinking about when are you going to get time to sneak in and play it and a lot of games on this list are very very they give you that addiction right itchy they're very they're, itchy. they're very itchy <laughs> mario wonder i did have a bit of an itch because I was, I think unlocking badges is a big thing for an itch. Um, sure. Unlocking parts of the map is a big thing for an itch. Um, I will say it's probably, it's probably the best game, the best 2D Mario game since Super Mario World. I don't know if I like it more than Super Mario World. Um, I, I feel like we it. should have a new scale 
for how we grade games by their itchiness. By their itchiness. Well, there's plenty of games that are not that good that are extremely itchy. But it's yeah. like, it's more like a rash. Well, I mean, Bravery and Greed, we, we just talked about that. I have a super itch to keep playing Bravery and Greed. Well, roguelikes, in... roguelikes are designed to be itchy. Sure, right? but it's by no far shape or ma- imagination going to be the best game of the year or get any accolades for it. When, but... when we review games, we should have gameplay, you know, all the all the standard categories, and then what, itchiness. What, were, what was the top three? Well, do you remember my, our our last time we discussed this? So graphics, story, gameplay. Graphics, gameplay, and mechanics. Mechanics. Gameplay, mechanics. Yeah. Gameplay, yeah. mechanics, story, and characters, and graphics, and music. I think music wouldn't fall into graphics. And then itchiness. You know, it's a great game that is so not itchy for me. Tears of the Kingdom, which we will get to. But mm. Tears of the Kingdom is a great game. Zero itch. Yo, Very little itch. Can you imagine that that episode was last year? Really? It's not on phase four, which means it has oh, to be wow. on phase three, which was last year. Interesting. We're old. Oh my God. Um, Mario Wonder. Old. Mario Wonder is good. I need to finish it. If you, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna plug us for a second. If you have not watched the graphics mechanics story episode, it is a great argument episode to have. Yes. To to. Oh, we get into it so hard. It's great. Yeah. It, that so is a great, it, that is an all time great episode. I would sure. love to have our fan base rewatch graphics mechanics story episode and give us some, some of their own personal viewpoints, uh, because that's, that that could be a conversation. That's piece. a debate for the ages. Phyllis says ten out of ten, uh, elephant. And Kyle wants to know where did you get that Wolverine sticker on your wall? It's actually not a sticker. I'm gonna slide over here. Um, if you're jumping over to the Twitch side, there's a guy in chat. His name is Tri Kingdom Gaming. Um, he's a super cool rad dude, but. He actually gifted this to me uh, for the, the the show. It's actually made of plywood, um, and there's a story behind. Actually, made of adamantium. <laughs> there's a story behind it. The artist who makes this, and, and Tri Kingdom, correct me if in in the comments if I'm wrong, um, but he is has no fingers. Uh, he, I, I don't know if he was a veteran or if he was born this way, but he has no fingers and he does all of his artwork through his handicap. Uh, things are cut and then painted. Um, and he can ship them and, and make, wild. he makes all sorts of them. In fact, Tri Kingdom has his gaming room and he's got a whole wall filled with all sorts of different ones. They're pretty cool. So cool. <clears throat> um, Mario Wonder. It's great. It's wonderful. It's a lot of it's a lot of good ideas. I feel like and I did read this somewhere so it's not an original idea. I feel like the team at Nintendo carefully watched what people did in Super Mario Maker 2 and just like took some elements from that and directions from that and said, "What do people like to do?" and they just made goofy crazy off the cuff ideas. Um 
I can't speak to the difficulty yet because I haven't done any of the like max level difficulty things in the hidden world yet. Um, but Mario Wonder is a solid Mario game. It's just I'm not always in the mood to play a 2D Mario platformer. You know what I mean? Okay. There's, there's certain sure. games like Monster Hunter that I'm basically always hungry for. Um, yeah. I'm always hungry for a good first person shooter, a good racing game. I have to be in the mood to play Mario. Can I say something that for me would be controversial? Oh, yes. This Mario Wonder is most certainly a game that I should have purchased as a cartridge. I so told I, you to. So I can return I told it. you to. Um, I will say this is the absolute rarest of rare intra uh instances that i prefer to play this game in multiplayer in online versus local co-op local local co-op co really local co-op is so much more stressful because whoever the person with the crown is the first the primary player often drags the second player to their death really yes have you not played a lot of... I've not played any oh. local co-op. I've only played online the co-op. Oh, get ready. When you play with Little Red, you better hope that he's playing at a slow speed because if he's the first player, he will dust you. I play um, I play with my son, who is six, who does not understand the concept of, wait, hold on a second, there's something over here. Nope. By the time I get to the end of that sentence, he is two screens ahead of me, and I'm dead. Um... So, yes, the online is actually way, way easier. There are levels that I had to skip that we could not do in co-op that were a breeze in single player, a breeze in online co-op is were absolutely horrific to try and do locally. Um, and I can't really think of many other games that are like that. Um, I will the, say the, the race, the ability to turn any level into a race in online multiplayer is really cool, and I really want to do that more. Kyle, uh, um, Tri Kingdom posted his gaming wall on Discord. So if you join our Discord, oh or if my you're god, in our he's Discord, got such a nice setup. Yeah, you can check out his setup there. And the guy who made the uh, the Wolverine, as well as all the other characters, uh, his name is Junkyard Palette Signs, uh, and he's on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, those are really cool. Um, okay, so that's Mario Wonder. Bravery and Greed is on this list, but we just talked about that. Yeah, I, I moved it to the top of the list just so that we can, you know, mention it again. It's and fun. that's it. Oh boy. This this next game needs no introduction. Uh <coughs> is easily going to take game of the year from an accolades perspective. Uh like it, it, the game the game awards is gonna win game of the year. It's the biggest, it's the most popular. It is Boulder's Gate 3. <sighs> this, I, I, you, you start. You start, because I feel like you've played a lot more of this game than me. So, Boulder's mm. Gate 3, if you don't know, takes a lot of inspiration from the tabletop analog Dungeons & Dragons game. You pick a character, you design that character, 
You design what race that character is, what gender that character is. You can design how big, small, or hairy your genitalia are. And then you can decide whether or not your character is a fighter or a spellcaster or a thief or if he's an orc or a goblin or it's Dungeons an and Dragons 5th edition, the video yes. game. It's basically Dungeons and Dragons in a video game is what it is. Um, and then as you do things, it's a turn-based game, so you roll your dice to decide whether or not you're able to make attacks or how well your attacks are, and then your opponent does the same. But there's an overarching story that is unfolded through your actions, and you get to choose every one of your actions, whether you choose to steal or kill or save or de be deceitful. Uh, like everything that you could think of doing, the game will provide an outcome for your choice. Um, because of that, there is so much of an infinite play. You could choose to play good, or you could choose to play dirty, or you could choose to play deceitful, or however you want. Um, I'm going to check out that guy's Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, Junkyard Palette Signs. Um, so anyway, uh, Boulder's Gate has an infinite playability, and it is totally worth being able to play. And because of its infinite playability, um, I think, and its diversity of character choices, I think it opens it up for a very broad group of people to pick up this game and enjoy it, if you can get over the turn-based style of the game. Yeah. I I love not this everybody game. can do that. <clears throat> I love this game. The probably the reason that I haven't played more of it, I'm still in Act One, is this game is as dense as it comes. Uh, it is, it is pretty much I would say the exact opposite of Mario Wonder. Mario Wonder, you can pick up not remember what level you were on, not remember anything, and you can play Mario Wonder for five or ten minutes and make progress and have a little fun. Boulder's Gate 3 is, if you only have ten minutes, it's not worth it to pick up, like to, to, to sit down and play. You need a chunk of time. You need to remember what you were doing because every single choice that you make matters. Um, and it feels really good to make those choices. It feels really good to fail sometimes because it can be funnier. Often the story gets more interesting when you don't get the outcome you want because everything is a dice roll. So if I'm trying to convince the NPC that I didn't steal the thing, but I did steal the thing, I have to roll for that and I might get it. I might not get it. They might try to fight me. They might try to take me to bed. They might put me in jet like anything can happen it's so fun but it is dense it is to get from one section to another if you get into combat combat takes a long time if you get into a conversation you got to weigh your options you got to pay attention so it is it is not a lightweight game but that doesn't mean that it's not pound for pound the best game that's come out this year um I I will say that because I've seen some people on Twitch where they're trying to get a certain result, they roll their dice and they don't get it, and they're disappointed that they don't get it, so they'll go back and replay that same position because they've saved beforehand. 
Dave scumming. I am guilty yeah, of this. So while I understand the need and the desire for this, and sometimes I've done it as well, Presto's right. The ability to fail and just learning to live with the outcome of your failure can create some of the most challenging moments and therefore the most enjoyable moments of this game. And it's in your failures that you're able to then decide how good of a player are you at this game. And you have to allow yourself to do that. Yeah, I I am constantly like, I really, it does have an itchiness factor to it. Like anytime I think about Boulder's Gate 3, it makes me want to play it. Anytime I hear somebody talking about it, anytime we're talking about it right now, it <laughs> makes me want to play it. The problem is I need to clear an hour or two out to make any meaningful progress because yes. it could a fight. If you, if you turn the wrong corner, make the right, wrong decision, you could be in a fight for a half an hour. And if you fight, if you could, you could easily fight. And this has happened to me, which is sort of a drawback. I have gotten into fights that lasted 20, 30 minutes and I lose those fights. And then I have to load the game and I either have to try and make a different decision or I have to do the fight again. So progress can be a little painfully slow at, at certain points. And if you're in the middle of combat and you have to leave, when you come back, unless you remember everything that was going on, you're screwed. Like you're not like it's it, there's a lot going on. It's a heavy ass game. It's one of the biggest down, downfalls of drawbacks is what I was trying to say of D&D itself. Like you need time yes. to invest in yes. the play. Exactly. It is it is faithful to a fault to D&D. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I will say quality overall. I mean, it's going to win game of the year. There's no way it's not going to win game of the year. Can we just point out before we move on to the next game on this list? Boulder's Gate released with almost no major flaws. Yeah, it released in a very, very solid. And in this day and age, state. having a, a a a large title game release without having to wait three months or even a year before the game is actually fixed properly is a big thing. Uh, Tri-Kingdom has a different opinion about Boulder's Gate and says that it's a lamer version of Final Fantasy 7 14, or Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 is an MMO. <laughs> He's, it's, it's, a, it's a lamer FF 14, he says. Um, the big, the big, that's the big flaw of turn-based games, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so next up on the list is not a game that came out this year, but a game that got a huge game changing update and DLC, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. It um, needed this update in this, order to be considered a good game. This game, I, oh, I've always loved this game. I have the art book somewhere, I think it's still downstairs. Um, it is an amazing game. It is now a complete game. Um, the 2.0 update completely changed it. I It's like playing a new game, playing it on the 2.0 update. Uh, Phantom Liberty is supposed to be one of the best DLCs ever made. I have not played it because I am not to that point in the story, and I didn't want to skip ahead. I want to do the whole thing. Um, it is really good. 
it is really, really itchy once you get into it because it's an RPG similar to D&D where you get experience points, you get abilities, and part of what makes the 2.0 update so good is they reworked how skills and abilities and upgrades work. So they're not just passive number buffs. They're like actual things like double jumps and like reflecting bullets and stopping time and like all this crazy stuff. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 is one of my most satisfying and itchy games that I've played this year. Um, and if you haven't played it yet because it released and it was a mess, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you, specifically you, Corporal, to mm. get this game and play it. It's on sale all the time. Like, just wait a couple of weeks and it'll probably be on sale. If you um, want me to uh, have some free time, then I shouldn't pick it up. It is, it is, it is worth it. It is, I would, I would put it, even though it's been out, replaying it again with the 2.0 update, I would put it above half the games on this list easily. The last time that we made a post in our Discord about Boulder's Gate 3 was two months ago. August 3rd. That's two months ago. Yep. That's sad. We'll get it. We'll get back into it. We're going to do our co-op thing. The thing is, though, in our co-op campaign, we have already accidentally permanently killed one of the uh, NPC companions. That is a major, a major person in the story. And I didn't even know that he could die. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah, we killed Will. We killed the warlock. And him being a warlock and his patron and that whole thing is like a pretty important part of the story. And he are you saying dead. that we should replay? I don't know. I don't know mm. what it means to have killed one of the main NPCs. Milo, welcome in. Hey, what's up? Um. Anyway, uh, Forza Motorsport. This one will be pretty fast. Forza Motorsport is a serious racing game for serious racers. And when you play it on a wheel, Corporal, you played it at my at my house on the wheel. It is it is the most realistic racing game that I've played. It's not quite a Seto Corsa or iRacing levels of sweaty sim, um, but it is worth playing, especially if you have a wheel. If you like track racing, Forza Motorsport is your jam. It is good. This is another one that is itchy when I'm in the mood for it, but like it's it's very specific, right? You're you're track driving. It's track racing. It's not Horizon 5. It's not exploring the map and driving dune buggies and doing crazy burnouts. It is it's track not racing. GTA. No, it is it is can I shave off a couple seconds from my last lap by taking this corner a little tighter? That's the game. Um the online is sort of a mess because you spend 20 minutes qualifying and getting ready for this big race. And if you get T-boned in the first turn, you're in last place, probably for the rest of the race. So that kind of sucks. That was pretty discouraging. Um, and there's a whole safety rating system and all that. Um, but just like Ronald Reagan, uh, 
once you get hit, your your reputation is tarnished forever. So, Forza Motorsport, super fun for track racing. Highly recommend it if that's your jam. That was like the best use <laughs> use of my shirt. <laughs> gonna say. Um. So the next game on this list. I challenge you to say it all continuously without stopping stuttering or making a mistake. Without I don't, searching it. I don't know it off the top of my you head. Should. Teenage mm. Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock DLC. Whoa. Thank you, Tribute Games and Dottie Moo, for providing us with a review copy of this DLC. Yes. Um, this was a good one. This was it a was. really good one. So, and we did a quick review episode on this. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by itself is a great game. Um, but this DLC, just like its game's predecessor, um, Street Fighter, uh, uh Streets um, of Rage, Streets of Rage, uh, Mr. Mr. Um, I can't think of the DLC, Mr. Night, Mr. X's, Mr. X Nightmare, yes, there it is. Um, Streets of Rage, Mr. X Nightmare DLC that came out, um, really revolutionally changed that game and made it almost a whole new game. Uh, what they did for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge Shell Shock DLC <laughs> um, changed what you can do in this game, added new characters game, added new levels to this game, added a roguelike element to it. Um, I, I think it is a great, you come home for work and you just want to plop down on the couch and just veg and grind. This is a good game. Yes, yeah. Also very fun for local multiplayer because it it mm -hmm. really it really captures the spirit of those old school arcade machines, specifically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um but yeah, the survival mode the is old, great. The old school art style, the side scroll action like if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't have a joystick and I'm standing with a quarter on the on the the panel, I uh, it's as close as you're gonna get to those that that old yeah nostalgia game. Super fun. The survival mode is challenging though. It it's is not, a good party not, game. It is a quarter eater. It, yeah, it's a very good party game. Which we should have. I I suggested that we played it, that we play it when everybody was here, and we didn't end up playing it because it was just. Chaos. And you can play six players at one time. Yes. Uh like, well, you can play six players at one time. Can you see what's going on? I have played I have played six players at one time on an online uh party up. And let me tell you, it was intense. Try Kingdom has cried to you at least three times in chat that he wasn't invited to your birthday party. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> oh no it's your jurisdiction you're in Florida <laughs> um another banger of a DLC Dead Cells Castlevania DLC this was one of my most anticipated things going into this year and it did not disappoint I love me some Dead Cells the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC 
I mean, it's Dead Cells was made and was heavily inspired by Castlevania. So the fact that they ended up going full circle and doing Castlevania DLC for this game was so cool. Like the levels are really authentic. The enemies, the power ups, the like, oh, it was just so good. It was delicious. It was it was wonderful. If you like Metroidvanias and roguelikes, Dead Cells Castlevania DLC is the easiest and my opinion, still one of the best games on Switch is Dead Cells. I love Dead Cells. I'll go months without playing it, and I'll pick it up, and I'll be itchy all over again. I think I'm offended uh, that you said that when you know, when I know that you love Hades more. They're so different. They're so different. Dead Cells, the reason I like Dead Cells is because it is pure gameplay, right? It's got it's got pixel kind of graphics, which are excellently done, but I wouldn't say that's a strong point. It there's there's a story that's in there that is a good story, but you really have to dig to get it. But it's pure gameplay. Hades also a credible gameplay, but Hades the voice acting, the characters, the story, it's a more balanced game. Um I would probably say, I don't have my Switch in front of me, but I would probably bet that I have more time in Dead Cells than Hades. Really? Yes. I would almost guarantee it. <clears throat> Uh, Trikin says, I thought we were undercover lovers. Listen, I've known this man since fifth grade. You can't, you can't break up a first love. Time, mm. time. <laughs> um, I, I'd honestly be interested to see what your Dead Cells and Hades game time is. I, I, I have a feeling that Hades is going to edge out. Dead Cells. You I think I played more Hades than Dead Cells? I, I think you played more Hades than Dead when Cells. We, we'll when we when we get to the next when we get to the next game on this list that I will have nothing to say about and you will have everything to say about, I will run and quickly get my switch and we will see. But my money is on Dead Cells. I think okay. I definitely played more Dead Cells. Because Hades came out. I played it. I played it. I played it a lot. I've played it over the years. But Dead Cells has gotten updates, and Dead Cells got Castlevania DLC. Dead Cells has had more love and attention over time than Hades. Okay. Even though I got Hades first, I did have I've had Hades longer, so it'll be close. Our um, I I mean our top games of the year. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, Hades didn't come out this year. I but we've neither did Cyberpunk, neither did But Cyberpunk got an update. Everything else on this list sure. has come out this year. Okay. All right. Um Monster Hunter Now. Monster Hunter Now is the mobile version of Monster Hunter, very similar to Pokemon Go. I had to put it on this list. They sent me a nice package. Look. They did. They did. Niantic. Very good at taking care of its fans. Um I still like Monster Hunter now. I'll still load it up. It's a mobile game that you play when you're out walking your dog, picking your kid up from school, doing the things. It really encapsulates a lot of the Monster Hunter dynamics. And it has caused a ton of people 
who have never played Monster Hunter to buy and play specifically Monster Hunter World, believe it or not. Ew. What do you mean, ew? You ew. Um, a lot of people... Uh, Monster Hunter now, besides it being its own game and its own ecosystem and everything, it has pushed a lot of people, myself included, to... Well, I'm always revisiting Monster Hunter every couple of months anyway. Um, it has caused a lot of people to either go back to Monster Hunter or play Monster Hunter for the first time. Um, it's a good entry point. It's so much simpler and easier than the actual games of Monster Hunter. Um, but it's it's good. It's a faithful game, I think. I really don't have too many complaints about it. It is, it, you know, it is what it is. It's a mobile game, and the gameplay is a lot more simplified than the actual Monster Hunter games. But for what it is, it is good. It is good. Okay. Um... Street Fighter 6. Opinions! Opinions! Street Fighter 6 is the the fighting game that I have enjoyed the most in a very long time. Uh, it is the modern control scheme has allowed me to really get into it and improve at it. Um, uh, the, the, the mechanics and the drive meter and everything that they added into the game as the new mechanics have been really, really fun and allowed for creativity. And I've played with Tri-Kingdom a whole bunch. It is... I've played a lot of Street Fighter VI. It, it has the itchiness factor. It has the progression in that I have seen myself improve. Um, I wish the roster was a little bit bigger. They're adding four characters this year. They've already added two. So I'd like I'd like a little bit bigger of a starting roster. But with a fighting game, like small starting roster isn't necessarily a bad thing because you have to learn all these characters. Um it's just good. The netcode is good. The graphics is good. The gameplay is good. The story is Street Fighter, so it's not, you know, anything to write home about. But it's a fighting game, so what do you expect? Um, I love Street Fighter VI. It's really good. It's, it's an excellent, excellent fighting game. It's the most fun that I've had playing a fighting game since Guilty Gear Strive. Um, and I probably enjoy it more than I did Guilty Gear Strive. Um, I really can't think of another fighting game that I've been more into at launch other than Super Smash Brothers, because that's its own Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was like a religious thing for me. And I, if they did another Smash, I don't know if I would be as excited because Nintendo has officially sullied their reputation as far as I'm concerned when it comes to producing Smash games that are functional and all the features that they advertise. Um, but Street Fighter VI is the the fighting game that I've been the most into from launch in a long time. It's the only... It might be the only game on this list that I have not had to uninstall and reinstall to make room for other games. Because a lot of these games are big, and they take up a lot of space, and I'm constantly having to shuffle them around to make room. And Street Fighter Six, I do not think has left my hard drive since it came out. What's AKI? Aki. 
That's the that's the latest character that came out. She's a psychopath. The one that's coming out on November 11th. No, she's been out for a month or two. She's been out. So October 11th, maybe. Yeah, that that sounds right. She may have been out October 11th. Oh, November 11th is her birthday. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I did see that post. She's crazy. Like Tri Kingdom is letting us know, or letting me know, because I clearly don't know. There are a lot of crazy people in Street Fighter. She is the craziest. She's nuts. I love it. It's fun to play too. She's like a poison character. Um Yeah, Street Fighter Six. Oh, the woman with the weird hair. Yes, Got it. she does have yeah. weird hair. I have to say when she, you she's that's she the looks least like weird an umbrella. thing about her. Her hair looks like an umbrella. She's a snake. She's basically a snake person. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to go run and grab my Switch while you gush about this next thing. <clears throat> and you have so to that... include whether you think this game is going to play like a potato on the Switch or if they actually going to do a good job at the port. Because that's Putting coming out in like in a week. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the other games that came out this year or big top games of the year is Hogwarts Legacy. Now I'll have to say from a social standpoint, Hogwarts Les- Legacy like took the world by storm. So many people had opinions because of this game. Opinions because of the Hogwarts series, opinions because of their political views based off of the founder and creator of the Hogwarts stories their opinions on how good this game was and their opinions on how many people wanted to play it but couldn't because it hadn't been released on their system yet. And as it got released on other systems, then more opinions came out. And yes, as Presto pointed out, this game will be released on the Switch and there will be opinions about that as well. Um, I mean, and it's we gonna all... be a fact whether it plays at two, like if it's like twelve frames. Yeah, it's per second. It's not gonna be pretty. Um, I, I don't think I would enjoy playing it on the Switch. Um, I enjoyed playing it on the PlayStation Five, though. Um, I thought it was an amazing game. Let me tell you. I can't even count the amount of times I came home from work and Lady Sage was on the couch grinding away at her character. She beat that game before My Name is Jeff or I even got a chance to. So the, I oh, I was this close to getting it, and I think I didn't because there was something else coming out. It came out like right before a bunch of other games, so I was like, I don't need this game in my life right now. But the combat and the creativity of stuff that you could do is it looks so fun. It looks so. So cool. you're gonna keep talking about Hogwarts Legacy while I run downstairs to get my switch because there's a question that's in chat that we both need to answer. Okay. Keep going. Um. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, a game I have not played. Um, I think this will easily be on the list. Uh, of nominees for game of the year and there's a lot there's a lot of games on this list at the end we're going to go through what we think are going to be the game of the year 
nominees. Um, but I think, I think this easily is going to be on the nominees list. It has to be. Um, it was one of the biggest games of this year. I was just saying how I think this is going to be easily nominated for game of the year. It's not going to get this. Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. I, I, I can see that. Boulder's Gate is going to win, but it's going to be nominated. It has to be. Well, it that's... sold so well. You it did so well. You um, you just ruined the side quest, but go on. I know. I said we're going to go over what we think are going to be the nominees. Go on. Um, go also, on. Dead Cells is one, two, three, three games ahead of Hades on my Switch. Really? Yeah, Dead Cells is ahead of it. I don't know if you're able to see this, but I'm turning the Switch on for the first time since... Bravery and Greed. <laughs> It's still playing. I haven't even had a chance to. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the the side quest that we're being forced down um, is what game have you dumped the most time into overall? On Switch? Well, uh, we can answer this on the Switch or not, but the Switch tells me so I can filter it that way. So it's easy. Do, I, do I even need to answer this? Oh, if, I you, if, you, if you don't know what my most played game on the Switch is, do you even know me? <laughs> everyone, everyone who has ever watched our show should know what my most played game on the Switch is. You should know. It shouldn't be a question. It should be a fact. For you, it's Monster Hunter. Yes, it is. I have more time in the Monster Hunter Rise demo than Dead Cells and Hades. As he steps away, disrespectful. Um, yeah, my my top three are Monster Hunter Rise, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Splatoon Two. Believe it or not, Splatoon Three is right behind Splatoon Two, followed by Streets of Rage Four. Uh, Minecraft and Mario Odyssey are mixed in there, but those are my son playing it, not me. Um. Now I have to say that all again, because Corporal stepped away. So the one thing about the Nintendo Switch is it tracks your time per console, not per account. So I had to run downstairs to go grab my other Switch, which has the majority of my gameplay on it. Yo, Fatemaker, thank you for liking the stream. What's up? I was just saying, my most played game is obviously Monster Hunter. Followed by Smash Ultimate and Splatoon 2. Then Splatoon 3. Then Streets of Rage 4. So depending on which console you're going to use... You can't use my, the new console. You've had it for like a couple of months. My most used uh, game on my original console uh, is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Followed up by Monster Hunter Rise, and then Pokemon Scarlet, and then Stardew Valley. What? Monster Hunter is number two? Yeah. That is genuinely surprising to me. So, um, on the new console, it's Stardew Valley, and then Tears of the Kingdom. 
So okay, strong Zelda representation yep. for sure. <laughs> um, all right, moving down on this list because we're only about halfway through the list, but we're gonna some of these are gonna be much faster. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, not Cyberpunk, Cyberfunk. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. And I think is probably this this might be the most underrated game on this list. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Mm. I would say I may I think I enjoy Bomb Rush Cyberfunk more than Mario Wonder. The hottest, the hottest of hot takes. I think, really? I think I like Bomb Rush Cyberfunk more than Mario Wonder. Wow. I think, I mean, I definitely have more playtime because Mario Wonder hasn't been out for that long. And this might not hold true into the future, but... Fate Maker apologizes for being late, but he was on the phone with his cell phone company arguing with them for over an hour. Oh, gross. That's, cell that phone sounds company about right. stupid. And he says, I just did the math. It took me 19.5 hours to platinum Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Wow. That's surprisingly quick. That's surprisingly quick for a big open world game like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bomber Cyberfunk is... It's so, it's just pure fun, right? It's not particularly challenging. Um, the story is kind of, you know, that, that PlayStation 2 Dreamcast, like old school. The graphics are very old school, but it is fun as shit. And it runs at 60 frames per second, smooth as butter on the Switch. Trigam says his Final Fantasy fourteen gameplay is one thousand two hundred and eighty seven days worth of time. Wait, say that again. Final Fantasy fourteen FF fourteen at one thousand two hundred and eighty seven days worth of time. Not hours. You're sure that's not, not hours. It's it's days. I've oh read it twice. Oh my god, that is. That is a lot. I didn't know you were into yeah. the game like that. I played a little Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. It's cool. I like it. If I had a group to play with, I would probably play it more. And if it didn't have a monthly subscription, I would probably play mm. it more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, absolutely criminally underrated game on the Switch. Uh, it won't get nominated for game of the year but i would put it in my list of nominees for game of the year i would consider it one of the best games that's come out this year speaking of games that won't get nominated you want to introduce this next one that won't get nominated yeah <laughs> no starfield it will it will, it will. it's gonna ah, maybe. microsoft spends too much money in 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 marketing dollars for it not to get nominated starfield <laughs> is a great game. I don't think it's going to be game of the year. No, it's impossible. I think they hyped it up because they wanted it to be game of the year, but I don't. I, I don't think it's it's that good. I remember before it came out, everybody was like, 
is its game of the year is going to be Starfield versus Boulder's Gate. Starfield versus Boulder's Gate. It's going to be a huge, divisive cultural thing. It's going to be so close. Um, and then it's that's not going to happen. It's not going to be close. <clears throat> Starfield? I mean, I have, I have not played it. I have Game Pass, and I still haven't played it. Yeah, that, that says a lot. It's a great game. Uh, I mean, you get to build your own ships. I've seen a lot of creative opportunities. Um, I, I just think that uh, there are better uh, spacefaring games out there that have been around longer. And no man's sky. <laughs> I also think that Starfield promised so much, and so many other games, ancillary games that recently came out in that same genre, um, that provide more diversity of options and choices. So, Eric Drought, you go. Congrats on four years. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks. Um, so I, I, as, as well as I think Starfield is a good game, I don't think it comes close to game of the year. No. It'll be nominated. Does yeah. it deserve to be nominated? It took 10 years to make. That counts for something, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next game, oh boy. honestly, oh the next God. game, the next game I honestly thought would have been nominated for game of the year. But did they put this in the toilet fast after release? Oh, it's B-Side. Eric, it's B-Side. It's Mr. Magic oh, Man himself. Oh, B-Side. Yo, welcome in, B-Side Magic. I knew it. I didn't even recognize your civil name. <laughs> your government. Your government <laughs> name. Um, it's Diablo, Diablo 4. 4. Yeah. So I have a love-hate relationship with Diablo 4. Yeah. Diablo 4, obviously, when it came out, super fun, right? I still enjoy the... I started playing again recently, Season 2. I should have had that on my What Have You Been Playing Lately? Because I did stream it this week, believe it or not. Um, Diablo 4 has... Uh, how, did, how did I put it? Uh, Diablo 4, this is one of my famous metaphors not food related uh. surprisingly not food related diablo 4 is fun to play the gameplay is fun the combat is fun but just like a car there can be a car that is very fun to drive but there's nowhere to really drive it you can only drive around no matter how fun a car is to drive if you can only drive it in a parking lot then it's then the experience is limited and i feel like that is how i feel about diablo 4 it's it's fun but they they shipped it not really in a in a complete state not not following up on the end game content or the depth or a lot of things that they promised a huge turnoff to me was you spend dozens of hours farming gear perfecting that build you finally get it acting just the way you want it's hitting that sweet spot it's right in the slot as nick yeti would say and then blizzard comes along and goes are you having fun are you having fun with that build 
it looks like you got it really working. We're going to turn your weapons into overcooked spaghetti now. Have fun dying a horrible death. The first week that I met Tri Kingdom Gaming is one of the things that he said was that uh, Diablo 4 was made for filthy casuals. And I immediately knew that he and Nick Yeti would get along. Um, it was so fun at launch. And then yeah. you got to the end and you're like, oh, they done did a blizzard because they are full of shit that this has a rewarding and in-depth endgame. No, it was like you got to 50 and leveling to 50 was fun. And then you played for a couple hours and you're like, there is an endless grind with no meaningful like progression. It's weird seeing you level. without your glasses on. I know, you look even weirder. You're blurry shit. <laughs> You're so old. Happy birthday. Um, they have since added some quality of life changes. They're starting to add endgame bosses. Um, people are starting to, to take a second look at the game. I think just like Diablo 3, this game will be worth it and will be a full game in a year or in a couple seasons. I think. But, 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 my optimism is tainted by the fact that they said they are going to offer annual expansion packs. And that is the biggest thing from me being hopeful about investing more time and energy into this game because there is no way in hell that they are going to sell me a $70 game that's half baked and then try to sell me a $40 DLC expansion a year later when they still haven't finished cooking the first course. That is not, that's not going to happen for me. They need to put some serious effort into it and they need to fix it and they need to bring it to where it should have been at launch. And then some for me even to consider uh, looking at DLC. They screwed the pooch with the season pass cost and rewards. Max out the season pass and still can't afford a single item in the store. No, it's the season pass was stupid from the start. I looked at the season pass and I was like, oh, they're just cosmetics? No, no, not, not interested, even remotely. I don't know why a $70 game has a paid battle pass. That shouldn't be a thing either. That's called greed. <laughs> Not bravery. Not just bravery, green. just green. <laughs> um, <sighs> Diablo 4, I think, ultimately will be a nominee. But it, it, there's no... Somebody will go to jail if it wins Game of the Year. <laughs> okay, sure. Not... Um, speaking, of, speaking of crying... The next game on this list, which probably will get nominated for game of the year and controversially probably doesn't deserve to be there is oh Le legend of zelda tears of the kingdom whoa i didn't realize you poured an entire bottle of hot sauce into your opinions on this game because <laughs> that is a spicy take i am a huge zelda fan and i love me some zelda I especially love me some Tears of the Kingdom, and I still haven't finished playing the game, 
But I can tell you that I don't know if they added enough to make it to be game of the year. If Tears of the Kingdom had come out and Breath of the Wild had never come out, then I think Tears of the Kingdom would get game of the year. Okay, Or at least be a serious contender. Yep. Um, But a lot of it was built on Breath of the Wild. It was a technical feat that they got all the new systems and all the new stuff running smoothly on this potato that is now six years old. Um, mm-hmm. It is a technical feat. They, they, they incorporated a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of cool mechanics. The game is fun. The game is expansive. Um, but it, it rides on the shoulders of Breath of the Wild. Maybe a little too much. Maybe a little too much. Um, like I said, if Breath of the Wild hadn't come out, and everything in the Tears of the Kingdom was new, then it would be, like, super crazy revolutionary. Um, but I think I think you can still see the roots that it started as DLC for Breath of the Wild. Like, you can, you can see it. It died its hair, but you can still see the roots. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. I, I think uh, the... the... I'm going to call it the Underdark. I don't really remember what it's called. Yeah, but that's from Boulder's Gate. I called the Underdark too. The Below. Um, I think the Underdark uh, is an interesting thing. My problem when it comes to games that are a predecessor that then add a layer to the the map, they then have to change aspects of the terrain in order to make that option available and now you have just broken away from the truth of the historical map that the prior game the first game came from and for a guy who spent so much ridiculous amount of hours into playing uh breath of the wild and how much i would know that map i i can see the terrain differences and these other aspects that like I don't remember it being like that here in this location. And it's if this entire underground city had been here the whole time, there's no way that all of the events of the first game and the 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 world that the, the castle and the kingdom had built would have existed without knowing that this that Underdark there. was there. there the whole time. Yeah, it, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but with that being said, the Underdark being added, cool. The sky level being added, cool. Even some of the sticky mechanics. Six Feet Squirrel, I'm here! Woo! Yeah, welcome in. <laughs> He's over on, on Twitch. Um, uh, even some of the sticky mechanics so that you can build different things is really cool and adds depth. But they made the sticky mechanics to build things such a priority of gameplay that it almost it feel became... feel a little forced in some sections. Yeah, like, I don't want to do it this way. Don't tell me what to do. And I, it's because of that and because I'm such a, a diehard that, like, I, I'm there's no way that this would have happened without that have been known before. Like I, it's a great game, 
I just don't know if it's game of the year. Nominee. Nominee for sure. Mm. Mm. Um, Raven's Watch. So this was a game that we got early access to. Yeah. Um, and it is a roguelite. It is, it is early, early access. Um, when we got access to it, it had one level and one first boss. Um, it has since added, I think, I played one new character. Least, they might have added two new characters. They've by added. Now. They've added two new characters since when you and I first got our hands on it. They did and they've add added another yep. new level, which I have not played yet. Um, but it's fun. It is definitely one to watch for the future. It's still in early access. Um, so yep. if you're interested in it, uh, go check it out. Hades also was in early access for a long time. Um, so it is. It is a roguelite. Um, it kind of goes around like dark mythologies. So there's like dark Geppetto and I, dark... I love the idea that little red riding hood transforms into a werewolf. First off, I'm a huge werewolf fan and the entire twist of that childhood story, little red riding hood, the sweet little innocent girl fights off darkness in the forest, but then turns into the very thing which she feared the werewolf. I think that's beautiful. It's got it's got good story. It's got a lot of original stuff. Um, the soundtrack and the the sound design is I think is really really good. It's one that you want to play with headphones on. Um, like I said, it's still early, but I would I would get it if you like roguelikes. Um, it's a slower paced roguelike compared to like Hades or Dead Cells. But it's, it's it does challenging. Get hectic. Oh, it gets real hard, really hard, especially in co op multiplayer. Um, Try Kingdom, you couldn't have pegged me harder. He just goes, so I assume that your team, Jacob, just totally called me out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but here's one that I think is is a, a sleeper on this list that we've been talking about in a very long time. Wild Hearts. Yo. Wild Hearts. If you Hearts. like Monster Hunter... I'm not saying that Wild Hearts is better than Monster Hunter, but if you liked Monster Hunter, then you really need to give Wild Hearts a go. Wild Hearts was very fun. Um, I think it was a very solid first entry, because Monster Hunter has been around for 20 years. Um, this was EA's first swing at the Monster Hunter genre. Shoutouts to EA. EA creators are up there. They gave us they gave us a review copies of this game. Um, Wild Hearts was definitely fun. A lot of good original ideas. Unfortunately, uh, they've discontinued support for it already. This game will not be getting balance yeah. patches. This game will not be getting updates. Um, it's sad. I feel like it deserved a little more. Um, I think it sold well. It released in a, a borderline unacceptable state on PC. I will say that. I didn't have too many problems with it on PC, but a lot of people, it was basically unplayable on PC for the first, like, two weeks. Um, but it's fun. We had a lot of fun playing it. It's very fun in co-op. Um, the monster design is some of the best monster designs I've seen um, that I would say challenge some of the Monster Hunter uh, monster designs. Um, but 
uh, a little short-lived. They canceled it. Uh, they canceled support for it. I don't think we're going to get a second one based on that they just dropped the support for it. Unfortunate. I would have loved to see the ideas and concept in Wild Hearts refined and then released again. If there was a Wild Hearts 2, I would definitely play it. Um, I don't think there's going to be. I do not think there's going to be. We, we can hope. We can hope. I would be excited if they announced Wild Hearts 2. I'd be excited if they announced DLC for Wild Hearts. Um, but uh, I think it's a shame that they created Wild Hearts and they added so much to it. And then they're like, now we're taking away support. I know. And I think the only reason that happened is because they didn't get enough people interested into it. I mean, that's the thing is, is Monster Hunter type games have a, a, a pretty steep learning curve, which I think was a little less steep in Wild Hearts because they had actually had weapon tutorials and things. That was definitely a high point of it. Um, but it's a slow burn. Like Monster Hunter wasn't a super popular game uh, in the West, especially, which was, I think, the target market for Wild Hearts. Uh, mm -hmm. It took like 15 years for Capcom to do Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter World ended up being their best-selling Capcom game of all time. So you can't you can't pitch a perfect game on your first game. And I wish that they took that to heart a little more because there's there's some good elements there. And I wish that I hope that we see more of it in the future. For some reason, I thought you were going to say pitch a perfect tent. And I was like, what? What? Um, Marvel Snap. Ugh. Marvel Snap. One of the most fun mobile games I have ever played, first of all. One of the most fun digital card games I have ever played, second of all. I liked it mm. more than Magic the okay. Gathering. I liked it more than Hearthstone. I liked it more than... Um, uh, Legends of Runeterra. Uh, it was the most fun digital card game I've had. It definitely has problems with card acquisition and balance. And I think they have since sort of lost their way and they lost a, a big portion of the fan base um, with some of the questionable updates that they did and questionable things around monetization. But damn it, if I didn't have a freaking blast playing this game when it came out and when I played it, I, it I, I played a ton of it. I think uh, Marvel Snap was an amazing concept and a great idea. I just feel like at the same time, the community was struggling around some of the developers' decisions. We also were struggling because of the partnerships that we were making with people within the community in order to grow and how toxic that became and how it fell apart. That because the two things were negative, it just dropped us off completely. Yeah, there was a hey, Allie, thank you for liking the stream. Um, yeah, there was a budding uh competitive scene that unfortunately yeah. sort of fell apart. Uh, and then they sort of introduced their own sort of competitive scene and like a ranked competitive mode. And I couldn't tell you what became of that because that's around when I stopped playing. 
Um, I yeah. don't I don't know how much of a competitive scene there still is for it, presumably some, because I follow a ton of people who still play it on Twitter. Um, it's a game that it, it, I'll probably reinstall it one of these days if I'm on like a trip or I'm stuck somewhere and I just have my phone, I'd, I'd reinstall it and give it a go and try it out and start from zero, basically. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It deserves some praise for sure. It needs. I hope there's a revival of it someday. Um, but yeah, definitely a big game that came out this year that I played a ton of. It's funny because I'm 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 going to say something that probably won't won't be favored, but games that released that had a problem in development or post release development problems were always the games that closed shop and released version two nickelodeon all-stars brawl case in point mm. there's a several others i wonder if they'll do a marvel snap 2 no because i don't i don't see how they're going to come back from where they are they it's just a can't. live service game they'll they'll do what cyberpunk did maybe and do like a 2.0 update where they revive a lot of the systems but it's a live it's a live service game like they're not gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a thing until they drive it to the ground they shutter it or they do a whole i think eventually they'll reach a point where they'll do a whole big rebranding of it they'll change how the logo looks they'll change some core gameplay elements and that will be enough to get people like you and me interested in it again and being like oh i remember this game oh let's see what's new um but I don't think there'll be a Marvel Snap too. That just sounds silly. It does. Like, it does. Like what Adam's family? Two snaps? No, get out of here. <laughs> um I'll make this point super quick. The Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak continued to get updates through July of this year. And then we got a bonus super last uh hazard Amatsu hunt. And I will say I thoroughly enjoyed every single title update that they released with Sunbreak. All the new monsters that they added, all the new challenges. Um, it's fun. I thoroughly enjoyed Monster Hunter Rise and Sunbreak. Like two solid years of continuous updates and support and new stuff. It Sunbreak didn't even come out this year, but I have to just like gush over it because the updates in themselves have been amazing to play through um and obviously it's my most played game on the switch so um the next two games did not come out this year but we played them this year and this was the first time we had ever played like racing games mm -hmm. on on stream or really like ever i've never gotten into racing games uh Forza Horizon 5 and Need for Speed Heat. Um, so I will say that Forza Horizon 5 was a lot of fun to play. And because of the open world concept of it was really great to just jump into and how beautiful it was. But I think I enjoyed the story and the competitive edge of Need for Speed Heat. But I will say I think I enjoyed the mechanics of driving in Horizon 5. Yes. I will say 
Horizon 5 is a driving game and Need for Speed Heat is a racing game. Okay. Yep. I I super enjoyed Need for Speed Heat system of driving at night and getting heat and getting chased by the cops. Like that is one of the most fun driving game experiences, especially in multiplayer. I remember I think it was you, me and Fate running from the cops trying to coordinate trying to make it to a safe house it's such a like it makes me want to play it again just talking about it it was so i think you're just fun. too busy reliving your nostalgia of my father chasing you i am very nostalgic for bernie chasing me down it's excitement <laughs> and danger all rolled into one um yeah for i like i totally agree horizon i think is a better driving game i enjoy the mechanics more my perfect game would be the world of Horizon and the the driving mechanics of Horizon and the car variety of Horizon with Need for Speed's Heat's, like, game structure of, like, racing by day and then getting arrested by night. <laughs> um, ooh, you got some good questions. So before I go any further on to the end of the episode, I just want to point out that I recently got the opportunity to get a bunch of stickers for the Nintendads. Um, I got a bunch of the large and a bunch of the super small. I got them too. Um, so when I was in New Jersey, I gave a bunch to Presto. Um, I'd like our fan base. Uh, we are four years in. If uh, somebody really wants a sticker, reach out, stickers. reach out to me privately. Um, I've got the, I think this is the half inch and the uh, one inch. Maybe it's two inch. I don't know. Maybe it's an inch and a half. That's what she said. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got stickers. Uh, they've got the Nintendeds dot the logo on Ooh, them. So shiny! Yeah, these are so shiny. Nice. So if you're interested in stickers, uh, I love to be able to give back to oh, our community shoot, and those who have helped get us this far. We've had four years of being able to entertain you guys, and we hopefully for four years, four more years. Um, so feel free to message me privately and we can work out ways that you can get stickers. Sticker man. All right. You should know what <laughs> not answering that, Craig. Let's let's burn through these side quests because this is also competing for the longest episode ever. So side quest, quest John. You got a question? It's a side quest, quest John. Side quest John of the day. I couldn't come up with one, so I've got three. Uh, I'll let you go run down this list how you want to go at it what is your favorite game to play off stream monster hunter or is am i restricted to the games on this list i i, I meant to stick to the games on this list but okay whatever um um um, um i would say either street fighter or cyberpunk okay from this list i would love to be able to play more Boulder's Gate with you, and I think I would have more fun if we weren't restricted to the timeline of a stream. 
So I think yeah. that would be a good one for you and I to do off stream. But my personal favorite game to play off stream from this list is probably uh, Zelda or Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. I, you know what? I'll throw in Cyberfunk, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk on this list because that was not very popular to stream and it's not particularly interesting to watch on stream. Um, but Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is just a cool game to just like chill with. Fate Maker in chat over on Twitch, his favorite game to play off stream is Disney Speedstorm. Ooh, that wasn't even, we didn't even put on that this on list. list. Yeah. Disney Speedstorm is fun to play. I am discouraged by the ability to pay for a faster car. That discourages okay. me. If you and I race and I spend twenty dollars and you spend zero dollars, I'm gonna beat you in a race. I'm gonna, or I'm gonna have a significant advantage, and that I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But it is a good game. It's it's a fun racer for sure. I can't wait for Xbox to launch uh, Boulder Gate Three so that they can finally do the cross platform patch. I forgot yeah. about that. That will be fun. Yeah, well, we are gonna have to start some new campaigns. We've made some promises to folks. Yes, when it gets yes, cross play. Um, um right. what are you looking forward to in the next four years of gaming? Next Monster Hunter. Next question. Ah, Jesus. So you have a problem. Easy. Such an easy question. Uh, I, mean, I, I think am, I am holding out so hard, but not getting my hopes up that the mystery game that will sell millions of copies that's going to come out before March is the new Monster Hunter. I'm fully expecting it not to be. And I'm I'm also half expecting it to be a Monster Hunter anthology of like GU and Freedom Unite and Frontier HD remake, and I will get it and play it on stream and love it. But new, there will be a new Monster Hunter that comes out in the next four years and that's what i am most excited about so and a new switch a new switch is another thing in the next four years new monster hunter new switch me for me what i'm looking forward the most coming out of the next four years of gaming is uh sure you mentioned a new switch i'd be interested to see where the nintendo universe goes with a, a new a new console but for me, I think the biggest thing I'm most excited for is where the VR space goes in gaming. Yes. Yes. I have been on the VR train for four years, and yep. it has barely left the station Yeah, in those four years. In terms Try of Kingdom. hardware, yes. In terms of games, not really. <laughs> Try Kingdom says uh, he's looking forward to PlayStation handheld. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's been talked about. Before I go on to the next side quest, just so that I can button up some loose ends. Um, uh, uh, Fate Maker says, if you haven't played a monk in Boulder's Gate 3, you're missing out. You can have movement oh. of 22 plus feet per round. Fate one of my biggest things that I am upset with, oh, boy, as far as <laughs> as far as Boulder's Gate goes, is that they have not given me the races 
that I want. I would love to have a monk, but I want my monk to be a rat, and they have not given me rodent races. I would love to have a barbarian lion or tiger, but they have not given me animal races. I would love to have a uh, um, a shark character, but guess what? They're not giving me the freedom. In fact, I would even love to have the ooze from the new uh, um, the the new release of. Uh, I, I I can't think. Plasmoids I'm, I'm, from the plasmoids. Yes, yeah. I, I want the plasmoid race, but you know what, Baldur's Gate, you didn't catch up with D and D, and this is my nerd coming and spilling out on top of First you. First of all, you want to be a lion, a rat, and a shark. It's called being a furry, and there's no shame in it. Second of all, <laughs> you are the type of person that goes to a buffet and says, "I want chocolate covered lasagna. I want lemon lobster. I want food that doesn't exist yet." I'm not happy with everything. I want everything plus the everything DLC. Thanks. They have given us so much, but they didn't give me enough. You're crazy. Uh, what What's the song um, from Hamilton? Clearly, I, I, I'm the Icarus who flew too close to the sun. My ambition has never, uh, never been satiated. Whatever. Go oh, on. You would never be anyway. satisfied. Yes. yes. Satisfied. <laughs> um... So the last and final side quest, uh, what is your prediction, actual prediction, for the Game of the Year and the Game of the Year nominees? So, Baldur's Gate is going to get Game of the Year. Okay. I, am, I, am, I, I am, could not be more sure that it's going to get Game with, of the Year. I agree with you on that. There's uh, a... Go on, go ahead. The Game of the Year, sure. I think the nominees will be Mario Wonder, mm. Boulder's Gate 3, yep. um, Diablo 4, maybe, uh, Starfield, Tears of the Kingdom, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh. It is not on okay. this list because we did not play it. Because I don't enjoy Resident Evil games. I floundered through the demo for one stream and realized that it was not for me. But I would be very surprised if the Resident Evil 4 remake was not nominated for Game of the Year. Say, I'm I, I'm going with Fate Maker. I, I think Spider-Man oh, Spider 2. 2. And Spider-Man 2, yes. I keep forgetting Spider -Man about it because it's a PlayStation game, but... Spider-Man 2 is going to be on that list. Tears of the King is going to be on this. Hogwarts Legacy is going to be on the list. Oh, and Boulder's Hogwarts Gate, Legacy. Boulder's Gate 3 is going to be on the list. Um, mm -hmm. I, there was talk about the 2.0 for Cyberpunk giving it a chance. I don't think it'll happen. Well, the, the DLC, it would be, yeah. it would be Phantom Liberty, be, but I don't think DLC can win Game of the can, Year. I, yeah, I don't think it can either. So Quality but, is there, but it's, it is DLC. That's not fair. I, I, I agree with you though. I think the winner is going to be Boulder's Gate 3. Yes. Side bonus, bonus side question. What is your personal game of the year? What is the game that you love the most on this list? Not that you think is the best, not that you think was the most well done and offers the most. What game did you enjoy playing the most on the list of this year? 
And if there's a game that you played this year that you enjoy more than the games on this list, then you should have put it on the list. I have been I have been thinking about this since we started writing the notes for this uh, a month ago. Yeah. And I I think for me it's Street Fighter 6. I think for me it's Street Fighter 6 when I look at all of these games, I really enjoyed Cyberpunk 2.0. I really enjoyed uh Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Um but I think Street Fighter 6 I've probably played the most of and I enjoy it like I yeah, I think it's Street Fighter 6 for me. Apparently Starfield isn't even close at the moment. I I agree with that not being on the list. I I think it could, but if I there don't were think any it's... games that were going to get omitted from being nominees, I think it would be Diablo 4 is and the Starfield. absolute lowest and then Starfield. I feel like Starfield has to get nominated. Though. Mortal Kombat 1 should be on our list as far as what's on this on Oh, this thing. I didn't play it. I have not I haven't played it. <sighs> And Tri Kingdom also goes, I want a fighting game on that list. Street Fighter? Street Fighter 6. The thing is, fighting games never get nominated for Game of the Year because despite how popular Street Fighter 6 and Mortal Kombat 1 are, they are, fighting games are still so niche as a category. Yeah. And Diablo 4 and Starfield won't be on the list. Fate Maker agrees with you. I think the, if any of them are going to be cut, if there's a limit to how many you can have, those will be the two that will be cut. And I think it's Diablo gets cut first and Starfield gets cut second. I'll be honest with you. I am having a passion crisis right now with Bravery and Greed because I'm enjoying it there's so much. There's no way Bravery there's and Greed not, is your... I, I don't think it's my personal game of the year. But I'm really enjoying the game. Really? Oh, I, I might have really to get it. am. I might have to get it. We, but I, I'm nervous about how the online's gonna play. I'd I buy it for you for your birthday, just because it's 19 bucks. But um, my point is that I think because I am so jaded that I haven't got a chance to play Boulder's Gate Three, I think if I were to play it more, I would enjoy it more. And I, th I think that that would be my game of the year. Okay. I, I also agree with that. I think if I had more time to play Boulder's Gate, let's not forget that Diablo, Street Fighter, and Boulder's Gate 3 all came out in a very tight window. Short window within a of month each other. Of yeah. each other within yeah. a month of each other. On PC, Boulder's Gate released in early August on PC. It didn't come out until... September for PlayStation, which seems like such a long time ago. Um, but I agree, Boulder's Gate 3 has the potential to be my favorite on this list, but I've played so much more Street Fighter 6 that I can't pretend that that it's not Street Fighter 6. <laughs> okay. All right. I really think Hogwarts Legacy has a chance just because it was socially everyone in the world was talking about yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. And I, you walked away at the moment that I made this com this comment, but people were talking about Hogwarts Legacy because it's a Hogwarts game, 
because of the political backlash around the creator of the game. Yeah, and she was because, good. It was really good. Because of how good it was and all the hidden secrets that were in the game. Like, it was talked about for a lot. Hogwarts Legacy is pretty high up there. Aside but from I, the fact that it's attached to a ridiculously popular IP, like the world yeah. of Harry Potter, um, if there was no such thing as Harry Potter and that game came out and they were just like introducing the world of magic at hogwarts it would still be a good game yeah yeah i think that's going to be high up on the list but i, I really do think boulder's gate is going to take it but what be your personal one boulder's gate in your heart i yeah i think that if i got a chance to play it more because i really enjoy the game well, then and you i should. really much what are you streaming this sunday huh answer me that is it going to be boulder's gate i mean i could i guess <laughs> I guess I could. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. You're gonna end up playing Bravery Green. Let's not. Or Mario Wonder, because the kids Wonder. will be here. Oh, that's true. I want to see you get so. frustrated in co-op for the first time. <laughs> no. Play the hardest no. levels in co-op. Listen, guys in chat, guys and gals, go ahead and drop in the comments what you want to see me play on Sunday and majority rules. If you miss the opportunity to vote, go ahead and throw it in discord yeah. majority rules. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll play whatever you want on Sunday. Risk of rain returns. <laughs> That's my vote. I would play risk of rain too. That's a good game. It, it just got, uh, it just got DLC on consoles. Finally, like a year oh, really? and a half later. Yeah. The, the survivors of the void, uh came out on pc like a long time ago and now it's finally here on console um and it's getting another dlc they just announced the other a next another dlc so i wish there was a way i could unlock all the characters without having to break my neck oh my lord it is hard unlocking all the characters in risk of rain 2 is hard it's even harder in risk of rain 1 believe it or not i believe that it's gross all right, we are officially at the oh longest episode I think we've ever done. Possibly, so, yes. This is going to be fun trying to upload. I appreciate everyone who's came through to hang out with us for our four-year anniversary birthday Yes, thank episode. you. There are a lot of faces in here that are not regulars. There are people that we haven't yep. seen in a long time, so we appreciate you guys stopping through. Don't be strange. Every we live in the Discord. When I yes. tell you, if you drop me a message in the Discord, I usually answer either within a couple minutes or within like an hour i'm not yeah. joking that we're we're i'm i'm terminally you always online. respond within the hour so I'm terminally online it's a sad fact everyone follow us on uh social media facebook instagram twitter tiktok so we gotta grow our tiktok grow us yeah if you help follow us. us on tiktok for every new person that follows us on tiktok and tells us in Discord that you're following us on TikTok, we will post a new video on TikTok. Okay. Sure. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. We'll I'm good it. with that. All right. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us for four years. Four more years. <sighs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Uh, Corporal will see you on Sunday. I will see you on Tuesday. And... And bye. Game on!